0: to Women Worth Knowing, the radio program and podcast hosted by Cheryl Broderson and Robin Jones-Gunn. There are so
1: many Christian women with fascinating stories, whether they're missionaries, musicians, reformers, authors, or wives and mothers. Their examples are inspirational
2: to us all. Cheryl? This is no exception today, Robin. We have um, somebody that Brian went to Peru and he came back and he said, if Aileen Allegra is ever uh, Back in the states You have to have her You have to have her on her program So I'm like yeah great So he would say I think she's going to be You know this month She's going to be You know in California And then she wasn't <laughs> And so he said to me Cheryl Aileen is in town and so quick. Yes. (laughs) I'm so glad you did. And so he he had Linda call. Uh, Linda is, you know, a good friend, secretary. And so she called and she made the arrangements. And here we are in studio with um, Aileen Allegra. Now, Aileen, your story is a little different Mm -hmm. because you weren't born in California and your English is impeccable. You were born in Peru. So You've got to tell us, you know, where in Peru, a little bit about your upbringing. Um, So um, you were born um, in Peru. I actually wasn't. I have to correct you. Oh, I want to hear all of this. I
3: was born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. To first generation immigrants. So Mm -hmm. my parents uh, traveled from Lima, Peru to... to uh, Florida on their honeymoon. Wow. Uh, They weren't even trying to live in America. (laughs) And uh, my dad's a bit crazy and he, uh, they got pregnant. So my mom got pregnant immediately on the honeymoon and he was like, let's just stay in America. And their story is pretty crazy, but that's for another day. Um, But yeah. (laughs) Were
2: they Christians at that time? No.
3: No. No. Okay. So they immigrated. They moved up to New York. They had my brother up in New York. And then um, my Um, I don't know if if I can say this on air, but their story's crazy because they... What's it called? They faked their social security number and they did everything on that. And they were able to rise up on the ladder and um, they became uh, hotel managers and general managers and in like the Holiday Inn and like all these big things. And my dad got a super good um, position that brought him to Florida Mm.
1: because my mom
3: hated the cold. Right. So they brought her to Florida, they brought, they came down to Florida and they and through just a lot of things, they got saved at uh, Calvary Chapel Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So that's...
2: Well, a lot of people were getting saved. I, I mean, I, I remember when that church, we ended up talking to uh, the pastor, the original pastor, mm-hmm. and he was so discouraged because he had been there for like three years and there was you know, like 25 people. And In I said, a funeral home. <laughs> yeah. And I said, just stay with it. Just stay with it. You know, the Lord just, you know, we were in Vista and nothing was happening for the first three years. And then all of a sudden it just exploded. And the next year it exploded, like more than Vista, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it was like crazy. So so many people getting saved, which Mm -hmm. is fantastic. So now your parents um, are there, so that's why your English is so good. Yes,
3: yes, because I was born in Florida, Mm -hmm. and then um, my parents, as soon as they got saved in in Fort Lauderdale, you know, missions is a big part of the Calvary Chapel movement, and so they started going down to Mexico all the time, and they wouldn't, uh, I was too little, they brought my brother, Uh, and then when I was 14, my dad and, uh, my, sorry, before that, my parents retired at 41 and 40. Wow. Yeah. So like I said, God really Mm -hmm. just, you know, shot them up there, you know, and they retired, they were able to retire. And my dad said, I want to do missions. If I'm retiring, it's to be a missionary now. And so they closed their, they opened after they retired, they opened businesses and then they closed them to go on the mission field. And that's why they brought me along. I was about 14 at the time. So that's how my English, uh, but actually Spanish is my first language. So that's Mm -hmm. a very Peruvian thing. Because you spoke
2: it in the home.
3: Yeah, it's a very Peruvian thing. We maintain like our
2: culture, even if we're here or wherever we are. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but there is a phenomenon called uh, Second Culture Kids. Mm -hmm. And so I have a friend who's Mexican, and she said in her home, they lived, you know, very Mexican, Mexican Mm -hmm. food. And so she never felt like she fit in at, you know, the public school. And yet, When she went to Mexico, she's like, wait, I don't I don't quite fit in here either because it's it's an it's kind of an Americanized and you don't even realize how Americanized Mm -hmm. you are. So were you 14 when you moved back to Peru? Yeah. So we were 14. We went on the mission field. We
3: went to uh, Lurin, uh, which is like an hour, two hours south of Lima with a Calvary Chapel there. Mm -hmm. And we helped uh, plant the church. So my dad and my mom helped plant the church. And yeah, we were there for two years two years two years okay so what was the adjustment
2: like for you you know
3: you're used to yeah exactly well it was crazy because so like right before my dad tells me that he's called to the mission field and like it's time to go yeah um i went on my own mission i went uh fort lauderdale did um, a middle school mission strip i was in eighth grade and i went to the bahamas and when i was there i like i i had just really gotten saved like i wasn't walking with the Lord really before that much and um so eighth grade was like my year where like I got right with God uh left the past you know and uh and as I'm there on the mission like in that week the Lord's like this is what I want you to do and I was like man like I like this like I could do missions Mm -hmm. um but I was like like my parents in the very far future of like mm-hmm. having a career and a job and a bank account with money in it. <laughs> I figured, you know, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it later. But I like this. Like I could do it eventually. And uh, I get home from that trip and my dad sits me down. He's like, we're going to go on the mission field. Oh, and I was like, ah. my goodness, <laughs> yeah, I lost my mind. I did not like it. Like I was so mad. I was like, no, I'm starting high school. I have friends. I am. I'm a very social person. So I was like, I need my life. I need my friends. I like boys like no you can't do this to me and I was so mad and he actually did something that most parents don't do which was he he was I lived we lived with my grandparents had come to live with us you know they were on their older side so they came and lived with our family and they were he was going to keep the house so they kept the house that we all lived in so that my grandparents could stay there and, um, and we would just kind of go and come back you know so we had a you know a place to live still in America and so he was like listen if you're not Called uh to come with us, you're not you don't have to. You can stay with your grandparents. Oh, that's extraordinary yes. for a parent to yes. not be He's like,
1: fourteen, yeah. just pack your stuff and this is it. We're on our way out the door. Yeah. He's but like, what a gentle way the Lord prepared you. Let's show you what it's like to live in another culture. Yeah. And closely. he
3: like and it was so sweet because he was like, I want you to come with us, but If you, I'm not going to force you to come with us and I'm not going to have you unhappy on the field. So if the Lord tells you to come with us, amazing. If he doesn't, you'll go to school, um, you know, but at the same time, my mom was kind of like, I'll stay with you. She's like, I don't really wanna go. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, no. And when she said that to me, I was like, Man, I can't like divide the family. And so I was like, Okay, um, let me pray about it. And I really did. I went and I prayed about it and um and like I said, since I was just starting to walk with the Lord, like really hear his voice and like have my own devo time, it was like he one of the first times he really like told me what to do and like I had confirmations and stuff, and it was like, Okay, I gotta do this, like God speaking, which is new for me. So I'm like, I got to obey, you know, I don't want to lose this. So I went with them and it changed my life. Um, I loved being in a different culture. I realized I didn't like living in America. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was crazy. I realized I loved being out. I did homeschooling for two years. Um, that part I hated. Hated. <laughs> you little social butterfly there. Exactly. At home. And then also, Ooh. we didn't know what we were doing. My parents are immigrants, so right. we do not know American education. So, And I'm starting my freshman year in high school. Yes. So it was like, I had to do all these big courses, and my mom lost. My dad could care less. Both of them didn't, uh, my dad didn't go to college. My mom think I did, she, she did like two years of university. So like, It's not our thing. It's not our thing to be like educational. So, other than to graduate. And so I was like, man. And so we signed up for like a virtual school, and there was no internet where we lived. Like, I couldn't do school for an entire semester. (laughs) Then we switch over to another curriculum and uh i get out of the airport so like we switch over i go home to get a new curriculum so i had to you know go home cuz i wasn't doing school for a year or half a year so i go home for christmas and i get a whole new curriculum i don't know if you guys know a Becca, but it's yes. Like, yeah, oh, yeah yes a yes Becca. yes and it's hard yeah it's hard and so they ha- they do the whole like they do the videos they do they they have a very homeschool like thing so they do that and we get all the books the whole thing and i get robbed at the airport <laughs>
1: No. Yes. So I don't
3: have any books to Wait, do school. how old are you? I'm 14. How How did, tell me about the robbery. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. That was my first uh, criminal <laughs> encounter. Wait, uh, no, was this on, Florida or was this as Peru? As a victim. And this was no, Peru. 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 Okay. So we're leaving uh you've been to Peru. Have you been no, to Peru? I uh, haven't. Oh, I'm you going. Are? Oh my gosh. March. Amen. Right. Okay, I'm so excited. So uh don't it's not that bad anymore. Well, kind of. Depending on the hour. <laughs> but uh basically we have an Avenida Fosset, which is like a very known, like ghetto dangerous area. And we landed at like eleven and we, you know, get out of the airport like at midnight, one a.m., and, you know, I'm all spiritual mode. I'm going on the mission oh, field. Yeah. It's the second half of the mission, you know, you know, so I'm ready. And I have like, you're not supposed to have things on top of you because you can get robbed. And so, which is kind of like California now. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, so I had like my backpack and all my books in one because, you know, I don't want to put it in a check. It's heavy. So I had it all on top of me. I had a DVD player, I had everything so I could do school. So it's all on top of me. I'm sitting in a van. There's like the big van window right here. And... um this There's homeless people. So this homeless guy comes up and they come to your window and they ask for money, right? So they come up, he comes up to the window and he's asking for money and everyone's like, no, 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 right? And so I just like, you know, spiritual mode. I start praying for him. I'm like, you know, Jesus, save him, blah, blah, blah. You know, praying for him, right? And my eyes are closed. And then I look at the window, he's not there anymore. I'm like, oh, okay, bye and next thing you know my window shatters like <gasps> and i am in shock and i am i don't remember what happened in the next milliseconds but i was half my body was out the window and i was fighting to have my backpack Whoa. not stolen oh. yeah legit this is 14 year old like i didn't You're know i had a flight in protecting your homeschool curricula yeah for the 10th time <laughs> So I didn't know I had a fight instinct, but apparently I did. So and I still do. So um yeah, half my body's out the window, like wrestling with this robber or whatever, this criminal, and like fighting. I didn't get it. Uh, um <clears throat> my dad almost ran out of the car, but thankfully he didn't because he would have been probably stabbed, shamed oh, or something. Wow. Thankfully he didn't. The Lord stopped him, literally jammed his seatbelt. But um basically I just lost my, my backpack and then I, you know, regained you know, consciousness in the sense of like, okay, I'm back in reality. And like, I'm all cut up, like all my from body the glass. Yeah, from the yeah. glass. So he had like gotten on when I didn't see him, he had gotten on the floor and like, um, I think it's called a shot, uh, a plug, a spark plug. He had like heated up a spark plug and like put it on the window. Wow. That's what they do. Wow. So yeah. So that was, wow. and then I didn't go to school for the next year. Basically my freshman year was a joke. I did it all summer, like t- in two months.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was my freshman year. <laughs> So. That, that's actually the history of a lot of missionary mm-hmm. kids on the mission field. Um, and, yeah. you know, my children thought when I was homeschooling them, it was a joke because we moved to England. But I know kind of like you, my daughter, when we moved to England, she's like, wait, I wanted to get my driver's license mm-hmm. at 16. I wanted to go to the homecoming game. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do prom. And it was like, can you give it to Jesus? Yeah. You know, and it it, yeah. it yeah. is a sacrifice yeah. and it has to be from your heart. Okay, so... Now that you're you're in um <clears throat> Peru, when did you um when did your parents when did you move uh to um Cajabamba? So
3: yeah, so we went on the mission field but we only did
2: it until I was 16. Okay. So I ended up oh, graduating okay.
3: from uh-huh. Calvary Christian Academy.
2: Okay.
3: And so yeah, so I went back my junior and senior year and um and that's where things got dicey. So um <laughs> so I did yeah, so I went to um, high school, and in the in the C, at CCA they did their new building was incredible, and it was geared toward all fine arts. Mm-hmm. So from a very young age, I wanted to be an actress, and I wanted to move mm. out here.
1: So I just have to say yeah. something if. If our listeners could watch Aileen, they would know that she would make a fabulous act. She would. She's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I love because oh she talks gosh. with her hands like I do, too. I'm always worried I'm going to hit the mic or yes, something. But your facial expressions in your hands, I'm just mesmerized. Oh, my Keep gosh. Going. Thank Keep you. Going. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So I get... I. I
3: do, um, my junior, my senior year, they did an endorsement program. So they did like a fame situation. And so you basically majored in whatever you wanted to do. And so I wanted to obviously I made it majored in theater. So I did two years, I became a thespian, I did it all and I was like, I'm going. And the really cool part about CCA Calvary you know, Calvary is that it is of evangelical. So everything we did, we were out in the streets. Love it. Like we were, you know, we yeah. were in competitions, sharing the gospel, like, you know, with all kinds of schools and public schools and arenas and everything. And we were actually a very competitive school. So we were good on top of that. We weren't just like cheesy, you know. We were actually good. And so I loved it. I loved that heart. And since I'm a missionary at heart, I was like, this is amazing. This is what I want to do. I want to study this. And so my senior year, which is, here's the funny thing. My senior year, I've, you know, the Lord is good. And everything I didn't do on the mission field, somehow we made up for it. And I graduated. Um, I didn't just graduate. I graduated with a 4.0, but wow. I finished like my schooling, mm-hmm. like first semester of senior year. So it's like <laughs> I don't know how that happened because again I missed a whole year, but somehow I made up for it and the lord did it. And so I was done with my schooling basically by January. So I was like, "Man, what do I do?" And everyone's like, "Well, just, you know, apply for colleges and get that out of the way." So I did and I got a theater scholarship and blah blah. blah. So by April, I'm like done. I've got scholarships, I got a roommate, I got a car, I got the I got the housing, everything. So I'm like, "Okay, great." I'm prepared, yo. You know, I'm a Spanish person who's super prepared. You know, everybody tells us we're late everywhere, so I'm like, I'm not. I'm good. I'm on time. And um, and I am. I don't know if you guys know uh, Pastor Chet, but he, yes, you yes, I'm sure. and
2: and he is a legend. Yes, yes, yes. So that's
3: my missions pastor from back in the day. Mm-hmm. So he was at Fort Lauderdale. And my senior year, uh, my second semester, I was an intern. So I had to intern. That's part of the curriculum was to intern at the
2: church. So I interned at his office with his assistant. That is, like, very wild. If you know Chet, he has no boundaries. (laughs) And, you know, he was a missionary in um, Liberia, right? Yes. Africa. And he's got stories that, like, make your hair go straight. Yes. (laughs) Straight, like, sticking up. It's like... Uh, frightening <laughs> stories, kidnaps, and mm-hmm. being in wars, and on yeah. totally no fear. Like mm-hmm. God is with us. Like a man of faith. He's now at Calvary Chapel South Bay. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. So did you tell him the backpack story? And he said, "Oh, that's nothing." Yeah, exactly. My stories
3: don't like measure up uh, <laughs> That's right. Nope. Although I have more now. Um, we talked about it the other day. We He's, don't know
1: if that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah you, exactly. <laughs> like I have.
3: Uh, yeah, our church at Cajamamba has gone through some stuff, and so I'll share that later. But yeah, so like we we talk we we share we interchange but yeah so i'm interning at his office with his assistant which isn't for me my mentor to this day and a legend uh, lisa mcmillan and she's also a hardcore missionary and um and I'm interning with her, and I'm in his office. And, you know, obviously, missions. Obvi- where else would I be? Missions, right? So I'm just, like, gleaning. And at the time, we were working hardcore with human trafficking. So I was doing a lot, a lot of um, statistics and research just to help because they were, they were pushing towards a ministry on that. And, and so this is was, in Florida. This is in Fort Lauderdale. Which yeah. is,
2: it's big there.
3: Yes, exactly. So I was helping her. And I was working um, and I was advocating for another organization called Free the Delete or Dali. I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was doing all of that. So I had a hankering, like a desire, a passion to go to India. And I was like, I want to go all summer to India and just help. Um, yeah, that was uh, door closed. <laughs> um, Lisa and Jet were like, no, you're not. Mm-mm. Like you're too young because I was 18. I was a baby. I was like, let's go. And he no just chill we'll give it a second you know so at the time here's here's where you guys know um you might know them uh jim and doc goldie came back from calvary chapel bible college in hungary Mm -hmm. they were serving there and they were um missionaries from calvary for lauderdale and um they were in they were back stateside and she hears she's in the missions department too and she hears that i'm praying about somewhere to go and she's like just go to hungary you know, they have a vision for life and you could just do that for six weeks. Like, you know, and I'm like, all right, like that's six weeks. And she's like that. They, they go to like four or five other different countries. And I was like, yes, send me everywhere. <laughs> and was I, this
2: with Lisa Collins? Yes. Yes. Who Collins. I adore. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. She's but been on this program. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. She is my lady. I love her. She actually just emailed me the other day. And uh so I. um And she's also a Fort Lauderdale missionary. She is? Yeah. I got in contact with her. I was like, hey, but I'm going to be late. She's like, don't worry. Just get over here. And I was like, yes. So I went over. And so, mind you, I'm ready for college. As soon as I would get back from AVFL, I would would go to... college two days later. So I'm ready. I have everything ready, and uh, by this time, also my parents, so now, yeah, also side story, my parents um, are like empty nesters. So they're like, uh, I'm also, an, I'm not an only child, I have an older brother, he's awesome, love him, shout out to him, my brother. And uh, yeah, he is, uh, he's also married, he's getting, no, he's in a relationship. Um, so things are happening. And my parents are officially empty nesters, and um, they're like, time for the mission field again. Mm. And, um, so I'm like, okay, great time for the mission field. So, uh, they're going their way. I'm, I'm going to college. And so I go to Hungary and, um, they, as soon as I get there, I see, uh, the director of the Bible college, Jeremy Foster and his wife and I meet them and she's Christy. She's like my second mom and she, I don't know who she is. I just meet them, you know, and I'm talking to them and she goes, And she goes, Hey, let's, let's sit for lunch. I'm late. So everyone's friends already. I'm late. I'm lonely. You know, I'm like, Oh geez, you know, I don't know anyone. So I sit with her and she's amazing. We're laughing. We're sarcastic. We're funny. We're bantering. It's great. And she goes, you're going to go to college. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, just defer a year. And I was like, no, why am I going to defer a year? She's like, you should defer a year, like come to Bible college for a year. And I was like, no, I have a plan. I'm going to college for four years. And then from there, I'm going to come to California. I'm going to study and be a you know, in cinema. cinema. And then from there, I'll go to India because no one let me go to India when I was 18. So I'm getting to India.
1: Oh, the interesting plans that we come up with. Yes. And then God says, right. Excuse me. Yes. (laughs) And so I was like, she's like,
3: you're not going to do that. I mean, you are, but just for a year. And I was like, no. And she... Planted that seed and the Lord ran with it. He would not leave me alone for the next six weeks. I remember we went to Slovenia right there, like right after we had that conversation. And they took us to like, have your own Devo time, you know, because it is about getting with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, like, have your own Devo time and find out what He says to you. And he, I remember distinctly being on this Narnia, you know, place. And the Lord saying in Isaiah 43, 18 through 19, He says, You know, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? I'm making rivers in the desert and uh, ways in the wilderness. And I literally, I wrote in my in my journal, in my Bible, I was like, man, I wonder what he means. <laughs> like, oh, I, I don't want to do it. this, you know? And I closed my Bible, and I think I just did worship for the rest of the time. I was like, no, I'm not discussing this with you. Like, my plans are not being changed. And he wouldn't leave me alone. And by the end of the trip, I just couldn't, I couldn't fight it. And I said, Lord, just make it clear to me what you want me to do, because he was really pushing me towards missions and, like, you know, starting a life of ministry. And I was like, Lord, like, if you if that's really what you want, like, you got to make it clear for me. I'm 18, you know, so this mm-hmm. is, like, scary, you know? It is. And, it is. And I was just fresh out of high school, and I was like, man, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And um, I remember I, I couldn't sleep, so I prayed that in at night, and I was like, Lord, make it super clear. The next day, I wake up. And I'm not kidding you, three different people came up to me and were like, God's telling me to tell you you should stay. And I was like, no. I was like, man, no. And I was like, okay, I surrender. By the end of the day, I was like, I surrender. All right, you want me to go? Now I need biblical confirmation. Like, I need you to be real clear. I'm open to the idea. Tell me what you want, you know? I'm open to the idea now. And Sean Havilar, name drop again. But yeah, Sean Havilar was there and he was teaching. I remember distinctly, it's my last day. This is where I met Sean and Megan I love him so much, and um, yeah, so I'm sitting in the one of the rooms, the fancy rooms, and um, he's teaching on John 21 and where you know Jesus restores Peter, and um, Jesus asks him, you know, do you love me more than these, Peter? And Jesus says, and Peter says, yeah. Uh, Then and Jesus goes, feed my sheep, right? So uh, what grabbed my attention and what Sean alluded to was, you know, what are your these? Mm -hmm. Oof! And the Lord just was like what are your these, Aileen? And I was like, oh, I know what they are. Like going to college, having a career, having a life, having money before I go on the mission field, you know, and like all these things that just the Lord doesn't care about, but he also takes care of. So I was That's like, right. man, um, okay, Lord. And it just, and it convicted me. It's like, do you love me more than those things? And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't. And, um, and then he's like, okay, then feed my sheep, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like that's what he was gearing towards. It's like time for you to do ministry. You're called, you know, and all these things, right? That's so, so beautiful, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: That's it's, how I it's got. It's so there. like God when He it, it leads us. There's no doubt.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, so you're clear. one year in in uh, Hungary at the Bible College in yes. in Vaita, yes, which is such an isolating place mm-hmm. I mean having been there yes. it's
3: just
0: like uh. yes
3: but ironically it's isolating but we did so much missions we yes. did so because they, they make us branch out everywhere yep and so I learned missions from Pam Markey I learned uh. missions from Sean I learned yes. missions from J- Jeremy Foster and Christy Foster like just so many for me uh, Lisa of course Lisa Collins like all these incredible missionaries in my day modern day missionaries right. that have just uh, changed the world and been contagious to so many other people and i learned from them i to this day say that that is the one of the best places to train or was one of the best places to train missionaries because even even i they later on i received missionaries from mtp yeah so night and day from other places that yeah. have trained missionaries
2: so we're going to have to like just make this part 1 okay but i can't wait for part 2 Because as you said You've got some stories for us And our listeners love those stories And I think this is so important Because we're living in a climate Where everyone is after comfort And one of my favorite things that you said is These are the things God does not care about Mm -hmm. But takes care of Mm -hmm. That's like what I'm writing down And (laughs) I will be using that So this is part one with Aileen Allegra We can't wait for you to come back For part two next week
0: Thank you for listening to Women Worth Knowing with Cheryl Broderson and Robin Jones-Gunn. For more information on Cheryl, visit CherylBroderson.com or follow her on Instagram or Facebook. For more information on Robin, visit RobinGunn.com or follow her on Instagram or Facebook. Join us each week for a lively conversation as we explore the lives of well-known and not-so-well-known historical and contemporary Christian women. If you think there is a woman worth knowing, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at W wk at cccm.com we hope you've enjoyed today's episode make sure you rate us on your podcast app subscribe and share it with a friend thank you again for listening to women worth knowing with cheryl broderson and robin jones gunn women worth knowing is a production of calvary chapel costa mesa